When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I think I'll jump right into it. Autism is a very, very wide topic. So most of the time it takes like over an hour. So we'll try and just compress it through the time that we have at hand. And as you can see for me, my house always has that background and I'm always fully representing my children with blue, especially this month of um, autism awareness because we light it up blue for autism. That's the official colors for those who did not know, specifically the cyan blue. But um, let me let you know how things have developed over time. Uh, I am hoping that I am able to share. Now share my screen. I'll try and take us through as fast and simplified as possible because of how wide, complex, and all of that autism is. And, uh, but it's not all gloom, yeah? So let's just not think like, oh my God, I have two in the house. So if you hear a lot of interruptions, embrace our life. You'll have had us uh, a hint of what life is like. So we have our moment. So as mentioned, I'm the founder of Andy Speaks for Special Needs Persons Africa, which champions for the rights of inclusion for persons with neurodevelopmental disabilities. I know that's a very long word, and maybe there are people who are hearing it for the first time. So I will start by breaking that down. So neurodiversity is uh, in includes autism, spectrum disorder, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder or ADHD, uh, some learning disorders, dyslexia, dyspraxia, those are complex ones. And then we have rare diseases also that are caused through that. So I know when someone hears disability and you hear the word autism, you're wondering where is disability coming from? So, and most people like saying, oh, it's a different ability. We all have different abilities, but then this falls where we say special needs. So some disabilities, when someone says disability, you're, that's what you're used to. But what we want to introduce you to is someone normal like you and me walking the streets, but they have challenges in life. So uh, with, in light of that, so how does someone get a neurodevelopmental disability? So this always happens either during pregnancy at birth and within the first five years of a child's uh, development. So it depends on which part of your brain is affected. So for you to get either CP, end up with more than just uh, the regular number. So you have an extra chromosome. So depending on which part of the brain is affected, then you have different uh, levels of, of disabilities and different intensities also. So that just on your screen, so the most common neurodiverse conditions that are there, we have cerebral palsy. The highest one, I was just mentioning about the different disabilities, neurodevelopmental disabilities at that. So they are, they are labeled there, but what we're going to focus on today is going to be autism spectrum disorder. Uh, so what, what is autism? Autism is an umbrella term for developmental conditions that are marked by persistent ongoing challenges with social communication and interaction, as well as restricted and repetitive behavior patterns, interest activities, and they range. So when we say you've met one person with autism, you've only met one. So the, it, you will hardly find, um, I, have a, I have a reporter cop in the house. So if, if you will never see one person who's identical to the other when it comes to autism. And the challenge we have in our African continent, apart from the stigma that comes around it and the lack of understanding, so we normally give bracket faces because we grow up being told, yeah, oh, it's a boy, they'll catch up. But what we need to learn as parents, because this can happen to anyone, it's not because uh, we did something somewhere as part of the African culture that we have special needs children, but God is the giver of kids and he's the only one who decides who's a special needs parent. So 
the prevalence of autism is four times more in boys than girls. And for some of the telltale signs you will see is, and the greatest one of, is the delayed milestones that you see in the children. So when a child is six months, there is the thing that they're supposed to have achieved. 18 months, there is what they're supposed to be to be able to do. Uh, we have things like eye contact. And as they grow, you will find that your child has a bit of differences in their interactions with the environment, with people socially. And also there is the intellectual challenges that they will face. So for example, um, for me, I have two, and none of them have the same similar. One has more of ADHD, comorbid of uh, convulsive disorder, and that one has epilepsy and autism. And them growing up, all of them have different uh, experiences. So the main difference is we have especially delayed language. So you will have a child who you talk to, they don't respond, not that they don't hear you, not that they can't understand, not that they're stupid, but then their brain has not developed for them the, the, the area that is receptive and uh, responsible for communication for you to be able to respond. So you will have that loss of words. Echolalia means different, there are different types. Where in my description it says parroting, there is a child who will be silent in class the whole day. They get home and they repeat everything the teacher said from morning to evening. Or you say hi, they repeat the same thing, hi, they tell you hi. Or they hear a song and they can repeat that, but they cannot have a conversation. Like they cannot respond to you the way if you say hi, they will say, I'm, I'm fine, thank you. So what, that is one of the signs and symptoms and uh, characteristics of autism. And you will find that they're able to do things like labeling pictures or coloring. Uh, and the way they ask for things, since they cannot talk, they will take you to what it is that they want. But these are some of the alternative communication skills that they develop because of the challenges of our environment. They don't know how to communicate to you, so they develop an alternative way of communicating to just get uh, them to be understood. And then we have um, complexity even in how they learn. You will find a child, there is a child who will easily be able to say the bird is on top or under. For them, that's very complex and it takes time. So even in school, they learn very, very differently. All right. So when we come to social and integration and uh, differences, you find eye contact is one of the greatest challenge. And this is something as a mother, you can also identify very early. When you're breastfeeding, your child is supposed to look at you in the eye. So you will find for autistic kids, they never have that eye contact or it might not be clear, or they'll only manage to look at you for a certain period of time and look away. And on top of that, what, as you grow and what you get to understand is, because I know it's something that I suffered with one of uh, my last born, because for him, I really took a long time before I could embrace the fact that he was mildly autistic and had ADHD. He could not look at me. When I'm talking, he will, but when he's responding, he looks away. But from the research and learning, one of the things that I got to understand is they cannot process too many things at the same, at the same time. So they have a lot of processing integration and, um, and um, what do you call it? it becomes too much for them. So they can only do around two to three tasks at a go. So it's either I'm listening to you, taking in what you're saying and preparing for what it is that I will say after. That is something for you as a, a um, normal person, you will take very easily. But for them, that's a lot for their brain to process. So they look away so that they're able to answer you. If you force them to look at you, they will not be able to respond. So yes, they understand what you're saying, they might go and do it, but they may not be able to uh, respond at the time if you force them. So when you see someone is uh, not able to give you eye contact, understand that is part of the challenges that they have. There is difficulty in interaction with their peers. If you give a child, a boy, a, a car, the most typical thing that you will find is they will put it down and imitate and make the sound, especially the child who has autism, might not even show interest with that. They might take the more gully or the more awkward thing that is around and then they will fidget with it or do something different that will stimulate them according to what their stimuli wants. Uh, for like for me, for Andrew, we go outside, I take him outside. As Bradley will run to other kids, Andrew goes to a specific corner, we look for a stick and because he, he uh, now, so he will be flapping as you see one of the challenges and one of the characteristics of an autistic person, you see for him, he will flap that. And then after that, when he has been now integrated to that environment for him, that is his comfort. You see there are kids who are like, I can't sleep without that teddy bear. I can't sleep without this blanket. So they have what we call inappropriate attachment to certain things. 
And most of the time they prefer to be alone. So if, if, if they're alone, don't force them. When they're ready, they will integrate with other children. And also having a conversation, they can be there listening, but they might not contribute. Then we have sensory differences. Sensory, uh, they, they take in things, they hear differently, they see more than you do, they hear things louder the texture is more sensitive to their skin but don't forget like what we said earlier not the same autistic you'll not find two autistic persons with equally the same challenges so that's why it's called autism autism spectrum disorder so then we have the the the, the those who are severe mild and then those ones who are totally affected that totally depend on support so you will find things like they're very sensitive to sound, even eating their textures of food that they cannot stand. Like I know as much as I'm a kissy, my son cannot eat a banana. He knows it's a banana, he'll tell you mommy banana, but you give him, he will run away. But there are things that he'll be eating, he likes the bitter kind of thing. So you understand what it is that they like, if it's the texture or it's the look or it's the color, then you just mix it for them so that they're able to. And then now when things become too much for them, either in the environment or the sensory, intake, they develop behaviors that help them come and adjust to the environment. And that is something we call steaming. So when you see them like either rocking in the chair, flipping their hands, biting their fingers, or either doing a lot of things like that, or spinning, walking around in circles, that is something we call um, sensory stimulation. So that is what helps them to calm down and be able to pay attention maybe when they're having a conversation. So when they're doing that, they're just not being weird. They're just trying to adjust and calm their body to be able to pay attention. Then uh, even like inappropriate laughing, like in the middle of a uh, conversation, you might hear someone screaming very loudly for us, we're used to it because that means there's a sensory overload that he needs to like get it out. So it would be either screaming or laughing. So it's full of surprises. It comes and goes as, as and how he feels. So, but what we've done is we've always told like Andrew, like Andrew, you're making noise. So you'll find he, he is aware. It brings him back now to the society and he'll be like, oh, I'm making noise. But he, it is out of his control if he'll be able to stop it or just continue because the body is inclined towards doing that. Then we have the fear of danger. I can tell you my last bone has fallen from the first floor. He has been hit by a car. He has been burnt by hot water, not because I'm a careless parent, but he's hyper, he has ADHD, which is hyperactivity and he gets insomniac. And uh, the other thing is that like before we could train him to understand that there is danger, he was just this fearless human being. Yeah, and when he was younger, he had high intensity of pain. I remember there is a day uh, we had the sliding doors of a car. His finger was there for like 30 seconds before he started screaming or not even screaming. He was just like, ah, discomfort. So it's always for you as a parent, you always have to be on high alert because they might be uh, in danger, but you might not know. And there is that expression of some of the things that they feel, they might not be able to do it easily. So you have to really, really, really be aware of the environment and just keep it very safe for them so that they don't, uh, find themselves uh, in harm's way. And uh, apart from that, um, you see, these are some why I was saying there is that invisible disability and the complexity of them looking normal is the fact that all these things are things that they go through, but you might not be able to understand. So I want to show you an awareness video that will just take you five minutes. So you see what I'm talking about in this animation video that we made to just, um, explain what autism is uh, in their eyes and how they go through life. We are all different and that's wonderful. Some differences are easy to see. Height, hairstyle, eye color and so on. Other differences can't be seen. Our favorite foods, fears or special skills. Interestingly, the way we see the world is also different. For instance, what do you see in this drawing? Most people see a duck, but some of you might have seen a rabbit. You are correct. This is just a trick drawing to show you that all brains work differently. The brain is your body's computer. It works differently for all of us and controls how you learn. That's why we are all good at different things. Are you 
feel, which is why we all feel different emotions, and how you communicate. Sometimes the brain is connected in such a way it affects senses and how we perceive and read situations and interactions. This is known as autism. Many people have autism, so it's likely you already know someone who is autistic. And for this reason, it's useful to know a little bit about autism. The special wiring inside an autistic brain can sometimes make the person good at tasks we may find difficult, such as mathematics, drawing, or music. It can also do the opposite, and activities we find too easy are incredibly difficult to learn, such as making friends. The senses constantly send information to your brain about your surroundings and other people. However, when a person's brain and its senses don't communicate well, the brain can become overwhelmed and confused, affecting how they see the world. Picture yourself walking down the street. This is how an autistic brain may experience the same walk. Scary, isn't it? Sadly, in many cases, the person can't say out loud how they feel. So even though there's chaos going on in their heads, they seem okay on the outside, unable to ask for help. We will develop behaviors to help us feel calm in uncomfortable situations. We may look away, hug ourselves, chew our fingernails, fidget, bite our lips, and so on. Equally, autistic people develop behaviors that help them cope with these intense moments. These actions may seem unusual, but they're just their way to feel calm. When they happen, it means they are having a hard time. The kind thing to do is not to give them an even harder time by getting cross, ignoring them, or mocking them. Remember, just because a PlayStation can't read an Xbox game, it doesn't mean it's broken. People with autism need friends who are willing to take the time to learn. With good communication and plenty of patience, everyone would be better off. People with autism are not ill or broken. They simply have a unique view of the world. And with a little support from their friends, they might just be able to share that dream with us. Autism can make amazing things happen. Yeah, so that's the small video we've been doing this. This is it's the month of April and it's the autism, uh, autism, World Autism Awareness Month is this month of April. So we have it on our YouTube channel and we encourage people to share it so that more people can get to understand. And I believe that video has encompassed like all the things I was talking about earlier. But it's not just all gloom and doom in the autism world, but you will also find that like the word autism spells on the top over there, these, they are valuable, rare, incredibly strong, useful and of intense talent. The only challenge is we never get to identify that and embrace it, especially in our African continent, because we are growing up with that culture of something is wrong with this person. So we lose out on the chance of embracing what it is that they're very good at. If you look on the other side, the fastest rapper, Eminem, he's autistic, but it's that skill that he was able to embrace it and turn it positively. Isaac Newton, Steve Jobs, JF Kennedy, Steve Hawkins, these are some of the, you know, richest and most successful people. But the difference between them and uh, some of our children is that we never take the time to actually give them that chance. If we look at our systems in the country, it's not inclusive. We just have it on paper that we are an inclusive society. We are still striving and we're way behind, other than the fact that Kenya in Africa is ranked as to, to have one of the best policies 
But what will policy do if we don't change exactly and implement and check that these things are being implemented on the ground? So the good thing about being autistic, you find that they have very good attention to detail and they focus very deeply and they don't give up. They will try and try until they get it right. They observe things that you might miss out. They, they retain facts. That's why they're very good at remembering. They're the best and most loyal of friends. So don't go telling them, do something with them and then say, uh, don't say that we did that. They will say exactly what happened. They don't know how to lie very well. And they have visual skills. So you'll find uh, like we have one of this boy who was taken on a plane ride in the UK and he went back and sketched the entire scene of his memory. So it's all about how we look at it and how we embrace it. So if we look at all these positives about them, the creativity, their resilience, the tenacity, and accept their level of integrity, you will find we will be able to actually have very, very skilled people in our workforce. But all this is only possible if we work from our policy basis. The other thing that comes with autism is comorbid conditions. These are conditions that coexist with autism. So you'll find someone, like I gave you an example, uh, my second child, Andrew, has autism and epilepsy. And Bradley has ADHD, mild autistic, and a conversing disorder. The good thing is not for everyone will live with that for a long time, but me with medication, the body then is able to regulate uh, because what epilepsy is about, the high frequency in your brain, and then it um, destabilizes the communication in your body. We always hear, oh, I have OCD. OCD is one of the very common and ADD and ADHD. Although the line between ADHD and autism is usually very thin, but it's something that you can, uh, you are able to identify and deal with it. They live with a lot of anxiety. And I believe this also is because of the difference uh, in our environment, because the environment contributes a lot in how they're able to be comf comfortable. And you can imagine living with all this stigma and you get to your teenage. Teenage is already very, very hard for a normal child. So you can imagine how it is for an autistic person. So this on top of the anxiety, you find they get stressed out and depressed. There's actually a parent who said their child hit teenage and they stopped, didn't want to go back to school. They just want to stay in their room and they stopped communicating. Others, they've been okay growing up. Then they hit puberty, they start guilting. Uh, seizures and convulsive disorders. So it, it, it is, uh, these comorbids vary from person to person and uh, the dependency and the rates, and some can be controlled, some cannot. So it, it comes with its own other things, but it's good to always be on alert. And also like the sensory, like we have seen, the, uh, the sensory integration for us, typical, we are able to regulate how much we see. Let me show you an example of what I'm talking about. For you, when you're looking forward, you concentrate, this is the section I want to look at. For an autistic person, they have a 360 degree view you saw in the video. They can see everything here, everything and louder and stronger and brighter. So you can imagine what that can do to you. So that is what we're talking about, that sensory integration. So what do we do as a community? The challenges that they're facing, just try be understanding and make it less strenuous for them. So if you're talking to them, they don't get things like, oh, you're being sarcastic. They take what you say at face value. So just mean what it is that you say. If it's light that they are suffering with, control the room and lighting. If it is a friendship they struggle with, be a friend. One of my friends actually, she, on Saturday, she got crowned as Miss, Miss Autism. And I remember when I met her, in 2020 January, she was like, oh, to do modeling. We did a bit of, of, of that at the junction. And she actually went for it. And she was in one of the interviews we had at uh, Switch TV earlier this month. And she knows exactly what she wants. But the difference you find for the advantage she had is she was born here, she went to the US and she has come back. So she has gotten a better education. But for us who are employers, the minute you hear someone is autistic, you're already branding them and categorizing them. You're taking away their ability, their superpower. You're not letting them be able to express and share that light that they have with all of us. If it's the pressure of how they work, if they work slowly, let them do. If they need an environment that is different, there is a certain way. Because we have kids who can't even stand the labels of clothes and you have those who don't want a certain like something like cartoons let me give you an example of dexter's laboratory he wears the same thing 
right? Our Facebook guy wears the same, same thing, you know? So there is that kind of thing that you find they're inclined to. So let's be open-minded and embrace uh, what it is that we do. So what we're doing about it this month, we're challenging everyone. You can either ride and walk, and just post it for autism awareness that you're doing it for that for that purpose. Uh, we've chosen a school, Kasarani Primary School. It is so dilapidated. We want to increase the education so that we don't set laws about inclusion now saying that, oh, we are giving 5% for employment, yet you've not given that person a chance to get education. Yeah, so we're starting from the root, going up, ensuring that they have the 360 of what it is that they need. And what I'll encourage all of you is just focus on the ability of a person who's autistic and not that label that they are autistic. And that's the only way we're going to be able to embrace and integrate them in our society. And for that parent who has an autistic child, it doesn't come with a manual for us. We are winging it every day. It's a, like a walk in the dark, not in the park, but with every day we, la we learn. And that child depends on you 100%. If you give up on them, then no one else is going to be able to stand up for them. And the ones who make the greatest progress are the ones whose parents have stood by their side 101%. So I'll challenge you to be the voice and embrace difference and be an autism champion this month of April and through and through. And when you find a child who you think could be autistic, you can let us know. We can be able to help the parents see and integrate them or you can have that talk with the parent and just let them point them towards the right direction so that the child can live a near normal life as possible. And what we should not forget, their stripes could be different, but their heart still beats the same like ours. Thank you very much. Thank you. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Well, I'm looking at you and the story doesn't, when I, when you talk about your story with two autistic children, um, I don't know, I have no words. Uh, you've really done a very beautiful work and uh, yourself, you're a beauty. And I don't know where you get the smile to do all this work. Cause I'm imagining not many people with autistic children can do such work. So where do you get that energy? <laughs> Cause it's not easy. Yes, it's not easy and it's not a walk in the park but the good thing about it is like the purity in an autistic child teaches you how to embrace that. I, I didn't know that I have the level of patience I have now until I had my children and I had to be patient with them. Imagine you get frustrated when you cannot communicate. So put yourself in their shoes, that's their norm. They don't know any other way out. They have to live with that. Uh, I do get frustrated sometimes and I feel like screaming and I sometimes scream, but I've learned to calm myself and remove myself from the situation. And um, even if I scream, I'll come back and I'll apologize to my son. And the good thing is they have such an open heart. They will embrace you back like nothing happened because they don't hold grudges. As parents, we are the ones who actually feel the pain more because of, especially when it comes, let me touch on stigma. Uh, remember one time my son was, uh, we, we went for lunch at Carnival and he, went, he wanted to play and he went into the bouncing castle. And at that time he had not yet mastered, his muscles for the mouth had not yet been strong enough because I, at that point I couldn't afford taking him for, for therapy for his muscular and fine motor skills. So he doesn't even know how to play in a bouncing castle but he wants to be part of the society. And when he went in, the other kids went out. And you can imagine to him, he's, not, he's wondering what's going on. So he continued because he was depending on the kids because they're jumping him, he's seated, he was just enjoying that. So they come out, he comes out, they went back, he went back. And one innocent child comes to me and, because uh, I felt the pain, I felt the segregation, I felt all that intensity, rejection and everything. Then this asks me, why is he weird? And I'm like, how do I even start? Because remember, this is an innocent child. How do you start telling a child 
that your child is weird. So I just told, I just told her, he's not weird. He's just different. He's not yet able to do the things you can. So if you play with him, he'll be able to learn. But when you guys go away, he's not able to do that by himself. And uh, because he was drooling at that time, because when the muscles are not strong, they can't talk, they can't respond when the other kids are talking to them. And that means they cannot retain. So you can see like either there are, those, there are people who opt to put the beads. For me, I was hoping he was, because you can't tell when that's going to happen. So stigma is high. And in this country, we have disability rate of one to 20 in children. That means one child can teach 19 other children about difference. So it is our work as parents to teach our children to learn that not everyone is the same. So you have to just arise from the complication and the situation and uh, create a chance of positivity out of it. And I think that's how I've survived. All the things that life has thrown me as a single parent of the children, there is nowhere else to turn. It's you and God. Because uh, 80% of the time, as many people tell you, I'll be there when you need it, when you go, you realize it was just words and hardly do you get the actual action. So you, you really have to garner the strength even when you can't anymore. Okay, thanks so much. I know we have a lot of questions. Uh, I'd like to ask Patricia to take over the Q&A. Patricia? Damita yes. uh, can uh, go ahead with the first question. Okay. Hi all, hi everybody. Hi all hi, the Rotarians and Rotaractors. Nice to see you Rotarian Sylvia Mora. You remember me? I came to your club. Oh. Shamita Omote. Yes, Shamita, I remember. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea you, what you said today. It was like a testimony. And mm -hmm. I would like to ask you a question. Do you do this awareness in uh, different places besides Rotary? Yes, uh, actually, uh, we we have been doing it. I'm very big on it on social media, my own pages. And right now, every day we send out uh, like the messages that I had shown you about autism on sign TV. We also have it in sign language because uh, for inclusion. And we had also brought on board Switch TV to be doing the same for this entire month. The thing is, this year doing it out of pocket and fundraising is not that much. That's why you're seeing we had the ride for autism awareness to try and raise funds so that we are able to reach more. And when you get the opportunity, like on TV and stuff like that, yeah, I, I, I do it across the year. Even in my sleep, I can wake up and talk about it. <laughs> okay. Because, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Because I was asking, because I do a lot of work with um, county government, if, um, uh, public school students, and there are many autistic children. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't have anybody to come and do awareness. So if I call you, you will be able to come over or how do you do that? No, you just let me know the dates. If I'm available, I'll show up if I can't. I have a troop of parents also who can go on my behalf and those who are ready. Because remember, the other thing is not every parent is ready and willing. You could have accepted it for yourself that your child is mm -hmm. autistic, but the stigma that it comes with from the society is also very high. So you mm -hmm. see there are those are who I will do something about it my way from my house, but I don't want to come out public. And then there are those of us, for me, I said, okay, God, if this is why you gave me these children, for, they, for them to be a face of something and bring change, so be it. Let me be the sacrificial lamb. You know that song that says, uh, here I am, Lord, use me? Yeah, because yeah. before I started, uh, uh, when I discovered this is my purpose in life, raising awareness for disability, mm -hmm. the verse that I received was Proverbs 31, 8 to 9, which says, yeah. go forth and speak on behalf of those who cannot speak for themselves and ensure justice mm -hmm. is done. So for anywhere where there is a fallout forum that needs inclusion in policy, government, wherever, in schools, health, education, you can count on me to come and stand okay. up for that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Can you please share your number? I think I've tried to find your number. I can't see. I Let me write it on the chat. Thank you. Bye. Okay, Patricia, take over. All right, thank you very much. Uh, thank you also, Sylvia, for gracing uh, for gracing our club today. 
My name is Patricia Njeri. I'm uh, the secretary elect. I'm going to be taking your questions. And before I take any other, there is one uh, Mokayagi has uh, been raising. Uh, is it he or her, her hand? Kindly, you can go ahead, Mokayagi. Uh, thank you. I hope I'm pronouncing the name right. Yes, you are. And, and you're among the very few people who pronounces it right the first time. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you. Okay, so the question is to Mora. By the way, Mora, I follow you on Instagram. So I'm really glad to have joined this talk today. So my question is, um, how do you create uh, a support uh, mechanism in view of the challenges that, that you've, you've had um, raising your, your, uh, your two boys? Um, in, in, in my personal life, not yeah. very you know the fine the funny thing is as much as we have family not even your family can actually understand your children uh, even my own dad until this point there are things that my son will do and he'll forget that he's a special needs child and you'll find him like no don't do that and I'm like dude you know what's going on so uh, my mom tries my sister forgets at some point and you it's, it's a constant daily job I've made their eldest brother the ambassador to because I can't be present everywhere to always like enlighten, like if it's at playtime, he talks to them. Uh, I'm blessed to have gotten a nanny who's also very understanding because that's one of the other challenges that we have. I've had nannies for 24 hours, one week, you know, I've had one who came and because the kids can't talk, uh, she wasn't feeding them. They came, they lost so much weight. There's one who was not giving them medication because they're on daily medication. And if you don't give them, it's like signing their death sentence with epilepsy because when it happens, they lose their brain cells and um, there is that loss of oxygen. So you have to really, really pay close attention to the children. So that is now internally. When it comes to out there, for us with multiple, I formed a group for special needs with multiples. So we have that support group. On Facebook, we have Andy Speaks on Facebook where, and we have also Kenya Autism Alliance on Facebook and we have other groups if it's a religious forum, we have the one for cerebral palsy because you'll find even children with cerebral palsy will have cerebral palsy and autism, Down syndrome and autism. So as a comorbid condition, depending on which one is more pronounced. So we have those groups where we share experiences or like my son is doing this. And for example, during the COVID time, uh, our kids haven't gone back to school. Other kids are lucky to have gone back to school. We've been through and through since when it started last year because special needs kids were not allowed. We were setting the policies in January. So you see when I'm talking about policies, it's like special needs are a second fiddle to everything. You will set policies, send others to school. Then we come raising our play cards, asking, what about our children? That's when the rest of the world remembers, oh yeah, there's some people over there called the neurodiverse that we need to you know, set things for them. So we're always playing catch up. So we find comfort in that support group in our WhatsApp groups where we converse every day and have uh, discussions and encourage each other. We've had parents even commit suicide because it's, it's not easy, I wouldn't lie to you. Uh, let me know. I, I, you could be having all the smiles and whatnot, but there is always, I allow myself one day when I feel it's not, I can't deal, I allow myself to cry. I allow myself to go through the emotions because at the end of the day, you're human. At the end of the day, you cannot fully be there and understand because it's not that easy to understand. You just do the best you can and make it as comfortable as possible for the both of you. Yeah. And so how may we support? Uh, we have like uh, the one that posted the, like the payable number when we are like now for the walk, you can just do one kilometer 200 because now we are setting up occupational therapy. Someone had asked if someone can live a near normal life. Yes, with early intervention, they can. If you take your child to therapy, they can. But let me paint for you a scenario. I'm a single parent, I have two of them. Both of them need therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy. Uh, when I went for assessment, it is said I need to do it three times a week. That is, you're asking me to pay between 3,500 to 1,500, three times a week. I'm not a millionaire. For one therapy session, that is occupational therapy. My child is not yet talking. He's 10 and a half. He can't even, the way your kids color when they are 
we're still praying for because of fine motor skills are not there. He can color, but he won't follow the lines. He will just, you know, scribble. And those small things like going to the toilet by themselves, there's a parent whose child is 15 and still in diapers and you're waiting for that moment. For my son to actually get the shirt and know this is the front and put it right without me having to tell him the hand is here, activities of daily living, those are things that have to be there or someone has to be there to make sure they do it correctly. And we're not talking about a two, three year old child. I'm talking about my son is turning 11 in a few months. The other one is nine and a half. At least him, he's caught up, he started talking and he's able to become enough for us to start having educational you know, conversations. So those are the challenges we're looking at. So we are trying to set up at least and um, in, in, in Nairobi County for this ride for autism awareness, we set up at Kasarani Primary School. I've been there like every day this week after DCA to just see that it is equipped. I wish I had that video I'll play for you, how, I would play for you how it looks like. That shows you even in our system, people think that, oh, because we have a special unit in a school, that's all it takes. But if you give me a room without equipment, it's like telling me, oh, I've built a gym but no, we don't have weights, we don't have what, and you expect the child to be able to perform or you expect to get the muscles or lose weight and there is nothing you're doing about it. So that's why we've come up with that um, with fundraiser. So you can either buy the merchandise that were there on that slide, or uh, you can just uh, donate, or you can actually go and buy textbook center, buy plasticine. You know, those smallest things we take for granted like toys. Um, I wish they were near here. I would show you just one toy, what it would mean for my child as opposed to a typical child. Because for them, uh, just the fact that eye-hand coordination that this comes here, it goes here, it's not that an, that easy task. That is uh, that communication of the brain to the rest of the body to coordinate is a task. And that's why they go for therapy to be able to flex their muscles more. Holding a pencil, you have to import the trainer or just make them do it over and over and over again. You can imagine I've taken my son to school since he was two and a half to date. He's been doing that writing and he still can't do it. He can't write number one, you know? So, but we are hopeful. So yeah, that's, that's the behind the scenes. Thank you. All right, thank you for your question. And thank you, Sylvia, for the amazing, amazing presentation. As we continue, just for notice, there is uh, the, the essay and the, pay, the club pay bill is on your charts. Kindly, let's continue to send our essay and our happy dollars. Meanwhile, uh, Peter Masharia uh, has a question. He had put it on chat, but then he has raised his hand. So, Peter, can you go ahead kindly? Uh, thank you very much, uh, Patricia and uh, Sylvia. That is an amazing um, awareness that you're doing. I love your energy. I love... Um, what you're doing to educate us Kenyans on what it takes uh, to raise this, um, these children. Um, and I think it's also very encouraging to see that um, people who we, we admire, you know, superstars, top business people are actually, um, are, I don't know if it is are or what, is it something, is it lifetime or do you grow out of it? <laughs> Depends on which aspect you're looking at, yes. You see, like uh, Bill Gates or, um, yeah, so is it, is it, is it um, the kind of system that you grew up in that allows you to develop into a, a, a normal person? Maybe, maybe you, could, uh, you could answer that because you had, you had touched on the other elements of therapy and, and diet. Yes. Uh, most of it is the systems and the policies we put in place. If you look at the social protection in the US, Canada, UK, because I remember what I did to go to try and understand to just see what will be the difference I need to bring back home for my children to be able to uh, just integrate into the system. And you find here when we are talking about something, there's something we call IEP in the education system. IEP is Individualized Education Plan where you take my child for who they are, their strengths, what they can do, what they cannot do, you, you set goals for them. So you're not throwing them in a classroom, oh, you have to know one to 10 by this time, then you're number one to 20, you understand? So, so uh, and that IEP is what guides me. As a parent, I have to go to school and uh, when 
uh, in UK, they have the class teacher, the therapist, the social, the social worker, both parents, the head teacher. So it's a team, even if, if you have like a child with DS, that's Down syndrome, you'll have the, the eye doctor, cause you see DS has other comorbid like heart conditions, hard of hearing or sight. So the entire team that takes care of that child is present. And because they also expose them from here, like if it's music, if it's sports, all that. If you see the playground of a special school in the UK, you compare it to ours where to make a meeting, Billini goalposts, yeah, football. For them, they actually have sensory, like their basketball hoops are made for special needs, right? It's adjusted to their height. It is not that ring only, it guides. Because for them, that eye-hand coordination is complex enough for them to be able to see the loop. So it is a cone and the ball is different, yeah? So you see, they have made the environment inclusive. And that's one thing we don't do. If I, uh, we were talking about sensory integration, look at our matatus. You think my child can survive in a matatu? How loud it is? Definitely not. That will be bringing other things. And you'll see an autistic person with the mufflers. They're called the, the muff. The ones, you might think it's headphones, but it's to cancel out excess noise because they overhear. There are those people who will be seated here and there is a rat there and they can actually hear that rat. So you see, that is a superpower that they have, but what are we doing about it? You understand? If it's a boy who's singing, why are we not taking them to music school and focusing on that? Let me take you back to two years ago when this boy won America Got Talent. He's blind and autistic. Everyone was shocked, but it's not a one day job, right? It's because they identified this is what he's good at and this is what we need to build. And they built it to a level that he was able to perform to that. And it took that parent to embrace their child and actually publicly uh, encourage them to do it. So for us, it's, it's something about us parents first embracing and stopping to be ashamed at you because my child is different. Everyone is different in a different degree. So it's how you embrace it. And then our system, let's enable the environment so that these children can thrive. But if we keep creating ob obstacles for them everywhere, then we're not doing them any justice. So like you see, when we're talking about, oh, Steve Jobs didn't go to college, it's not that they couldn't afford it, right? It's because he identified what he's good at. If it's IT, plug that child into IT, let them be the best IT person, and you'll see such results, right? And you keep failing and they keep trying until they get to what it is that they actually do. Like for me, I know my son crumbs. He knows bongo songs. I don't know. I've never had. He had it once. He can remember. But I ask myself, where do I take him? Which musical do I take him? Because his auditory, he can say, he can hum the entire song. The words he can articulate, he will say them. But you know he's aware what is coming. Or he will say, he knows all banks, you know, like he will pass, he'll tell you, oh, anything Safaricom, he will identify. Citizen, he knows the song for Citizen's News. He knows Babu. I didn't even know who Babu was until, <laughs> you know, you just hear them repeating. And so, so you have to also pay attention to understand their language. And then now you nurture that. But then I ask myself, will I go for therapy? Will I pay that 15,000 every month for his uh, epilepsy? Will I pay for speech therapy? Or will I play, pay for music? And I'm in events and this country is on lockdown. <laughs> so it, it just puts you in a space that as much as you might want to do some things, your hands are tied. And just to give a picture, when I remember when the lockdown started, for those who saw on Citizen, that crazy woman in the rooftop, that was me with the two boys running up and down there. That's our daily life. So I'm already exhausted by the end of the day. You just want to shut yourself and be like, okay, I need to collapse. And tomorrow is another day of the same story altogether. Yeah. Okay, can I we yeah can we ask essay whether we can extend a few minutes essay can we extend maybe 10 minutes is it fine i i think jt is on another call yeah oh he said okay it's okay. 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 okay okay we can take maybe two more questions Oh, oh, all right. Uh, I think Lima, Lima's hand, hand is up. Lima, kindly go on. Uh, Sylvia, thank you so much for that talk. I feel so connected to you now because all along I've been dealing with you in branding and PR and 
I didn't realize you're even a stronger person in what you're taking in the social awareness. So uh, my biggest question is, because I have a nephew who is autistic, but okay, to the level that we didn't uh, really understand all these things that you've spoken about, but I saw the mother talk a lot about diet. Could you comment something on diet? Are there foods that these children are allowed? Are there foods that they're not allowed? And when they get to a certain age, like 18 years, are there some of these uh, challenges that, that just uh, die out as they, as they continue to grow? And uh, also, do we have schools for adult autistics? Because most of them are for younger children. Um, that takes me back to what I was saying, we're trying to change. We have the early entry system, but if you notice most early entry system schools are a frustrated parent who decided to start a school, then where do you go from there? And I know we're in conversation with the special needs director on how we can improve. And the project we're doing at Kasarani Primary School is actually a flagship project I'm trying to see if we integrate the therapy center to be together there, then the parent doesn't have to look for a therapist. They don't have to go out of school to go look for these services. Will they perform better? We have very few secondary schools. So you find that after high school and the waiting list um, from our EACs, because you see for our children, you have to go to an, um, an EAC center is where they assess to place you in a school. I had a parent who said, my son did KCPE, they did fairly well. I went to EAC, I was on the waiting list, I was called two years later. Surely, you as a parent, would you take your child two years later back to school? You see, they've already regressed and forgotten. So you find there is that gap of transitioning. And then if you look at right now, we're talking about TVET. What I question the government is, yes, we have TVET. Show me a TVET for special needs persons. Yet skills are the things that they're able to do. Uh, employment is for the few, the ones who have Asperger's. Asperger's is the high functioning autistics, the ones who can talk, communicate, and they're able to self-represent and even get employed. And uh, like some of the people we've, we've said on the high end of the, of the spectrum. So that's one of the challenges that we have in the system for them having continuity. So one of the campaigns, I think it was last year, but last year or this year, we were talking about where are the autistic adults? Because they are children, not that it dies. Because uh, like you say, there is intervention for something like uh, nutrition. Where nutrition comes in is you find there, science has shown that there is a connection between autism and the gut. In that, uh, which one that I can also attest for, because when I put my son on a very strict diet, which is also expensive, because we don't have alternatives in Kenya as such, and the ones that are there are also very expensive, but I, I sacrificed for one month, and that's when he started talking. And it's not like uh, he'd been sitting in the car listening to songs, listening to his brothers, so one day he just, a Saturday morning, we just had a new voice sing, singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars on the corridor after the, the intense uh, diet intervention. And that's how he, he, he opened up with speech. So we, we avoid milk, so we are on lactose-free milk. And even when Andrew was younger, he, uh, as a child, he had jaundice, he had high reflux, he had lactose intolerance. So those are also some of the things, the earlier you remove from the child's diet, the lesser complications they will have, yeah? So diet plays key and uh, key thing, and also cutting out wheat, that is gluten-free. So, and then not all of them are the same. And you also have to find now supplements for whatever you're cutting out from the diet. So you also have to have a nutritionist to work with you through the same, because I, I understand that is one thing that works. And I know the other question people ask is about stem, stem cell, meaning stem cell, which is the replacement of brain cells so that they can self-regenerate. For some people, it has worked. Some people, ha it hasn't. So there is no such thing as a cure for autism at the moment. We don't even know 100% what the cause of it is. We have a few hypotheses of the same. I hope I've answered the entire spectrum of your question. All right. Thank you very much, Sylvia even for the informative and the well-answered questions. Laima, I hope you're okay. Uh, yes, fully answered. Thank you. So proud of you. All right, Thank fantastic. You, there are also very wonderful comments on the chat. Sylvia, I hope that before you leave the chat, the room you would have already at least gone through the chats. 
there are quite a lot of encouraging comments from everyone from the on the on the wall. So thank you very much. I return back to Evelyn, CNN, Evelyn. Uh, thank you so much, Sylvia. That was uh, really encouraging and uh, an eye opener for people who have no idea, who have no information about autistic children. I think most of the time we always say. But now we know. And I give IPP Masharia to give a vote of thanks. Thank you very much, uh, Evelyn. Um, so mine is to thank you, Sylvia, for having spared time to come and talk to us about um, what you're doing with autism. And I think from this presentation, what, what, what has stuck in my mind is that um, uh, God gives us loads that, or, or rather God cannot give us loads that we are unable to carry. And I think you, are, you exemplify that in terms of um, being able to raise these children at the same time, all the other things you're juggling, uh, including the many awards, the rotary functions, uh, I saw Miss Elite Face of Africa, all these things, and still being able to give these children um, you know, the care that they require. Um, so first of all, I want to uh, congratulate you for what it is that you're doing to keep it up. And um, I think it would be a great thing if you came up with a manual or a book for other, other, other parents uh, who are going through the same? What 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 can they do from the word go when they you know from discovering that the child is autistic? So that even us as as a country, we can say we we have somebody who's who's um, a champion at this. Um, once again, I want to encourage all the people on this call to kindly support this great initiative that Sylvia is championing and. I think for us who are on this call, it's also up to us to educate uh, others on autism and be ambassadors on behalf of Sylvia and all the other parents who are going through uh, these challenges. But the most encouraging thing is that there is hope for autistic children. And I, and I think that they are so talented that it is up to us to ensure that this talent you know, is, is exposed and utilized the benefit of everyone. So on behalf of the Rotary Club of Ongata Rongai, I want to thank you for joining us, uh, for giving us this presentation, and for all those who took time to also uh, share with us on this awareness on autism. Thank you very much, Sylvia. Back to you, Evelyn. If I may answer you, Peter, uh, on that the question of what we're doing to guide other parents. I'm working on a personal project called Special Needs Info Hub. It's an online platform where we are putting the education of what autism is and the guidelines, like you said, we are putting out that, yes, you will get, there are stages in how you handle the news. Like there'll be depression, that's a given, allow yourself to go through it. Then acceptance, which might take longer because you have family, you have spouses, you have this entire uh, surrounding that always gives you a harder time and blames you as the woman as the cause of these things. So by the time you cross all these hurdles and then accept it's the only time you're able to do something and where yeah. to go from there. And we're putting out a database because most people don't know where to take them for schools, don't know where to take them for assessment. But since it's a self-funded project, it's been stalling a bit because um, when you're depending on volunteers, it's when they have the time they're able to, to do it. So the information is there and uh, research is ongoing, but so we are building up the site slowly. It's up and running at least, the basic information is there. I'm working with the ministries, at least Ministry of Education has given me the government lists. Uh, I am hoping we'll be able to vet the private schools because we've had very many incidences of our child being children being mistreated and being mishandled in boarding schools. 
because parents sometimes opt to take them to boarding schools. By the time you go, your child looks like a stick. They've not been fed. We've had a complete book. You will see we had an issue of a child within one month. They were malnourished. They had bed sores. By the time the mother was interjecting, the child had a very short time before they passed on. So there are so many gaps because there is no one checking. Yeah, I remember what I said about those other people. They're usually everyone else, majority. But what I always say, there is this photo I have put out on my social media that like in a snowing situation, there are children who are standing at the bottom of the stairs and the, care the caretaker was clearing the stairs and there was a child on a wheelchair saying, could you start with the ramp? And the guy was like, why should I, you're only one and there are many more people waiting for the stairs. But what he, the wisdom he didn't see in this child was, if you clear that ramp, that child can go and any other child can use that ramp plus the stairs. So that's how we need to look at solution-based. Let's have be inclusive when we are thinking and not be a reactive nation, because that's where we are right now. We're always reacting instead of inclusion and embracing uh, the special needs persons and all other people with different disabilities at the point of uh, making the policies and also solutions and the guidance. Sorry for taking long. <laughs> Great stuff.